This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. My name is Chubbs. I I don't know either, but this is Craig WK. (laughs) Howdy, Craig. How y'all doing over there? Uh, I'm doing quite fine, Southern Chops. <laughs> Southern Chops. I feel like that's also like the name of like a barbecue sauce yeah, or something. Something weird. Something to do with food. Uh, uh, yeah. Sounds Anyways, delicious. What are we talking about this week, Mr. Craig? Chops, this week we are talking about one of the games that gets the Craig WK. I can't recommend it enough. Seal of approval. Oh, that's a very coveted seal. It is. It is one of my favorite video games of all time. I, years ago, had made a list of my top ten favorite games, and this was one of the games that met that list. Has that list changed since then? A little here and there, but Breath of Fire 3 is still on that list. It is one of my favorite video games of all time, and I claim that it is one of the best RPGs of all time, potentially the best RPG on the PlayStation. Oh, wow. That's a lofty claim. It sure is. I don't know that anyone will agree with me, but man, is it good. And it sounds... A lot like my claim about the adventures of Batman and Robin. It sounds nothing like <laughs> that claim. Um, no, this game is amazing. It is phenomenal. And I will admit, I've not finished it. Yeah, you got real far, though. Due to hardware failure. Ooh. And we'll get into that later. Ugh. But this game, I do have to agree with you, is probably it, it probably defined my taste in what I want in a role-playing game. I yeah, I would agree. I I feel like this game really set a high bar for me. And and it certainly wasn't the first RPG I ever played, but after playing this game, it just sort of set a standard. And after that, not many games really reached that standard. Not even, not even the fourth one. No, it didn't. No. And it really disappointed me. I I think that the Breath of Fire 4, and I know you and Xander had talked about that in a yep. previous episode. Uh so, you know, go back to listen to that one when you get a chance too. But uh plug. <laughs> Wasn't I wasn't even on the episode. Know, I'm right? plugging it. I <laughs> uh, but I yeah I I was like I I went into Breath of Fire Four thinking like oh man this is gonna be three but better and it was like oh it's three but not the same. It ha- it felt like it was missing something. Yeah, and I don't know what it was, but this game came out in 1997 on September 11th. 
Ooh, now right? that was the uh, Japanese, oh, Japanese, re- Japanese, sorry. yeah, Japanese release. Nineteen ninety-eight in North America. Yeah, so it was released on the PlayStation One on April thirtieth, nineteen ninety-eight. And this RPG stars a boy who can turn into a dragon named Ryu, who becomes separated from his friends and goes on a search to find them. And in doing so, he you know goes on a, a quest to discover who he really is. He's the last of the brood. Yeah, which the- is a weird name. I don't know. Brood just seems gross to me. Well, the Brood is uh, an alien race in X Men. Yeah, and the the type like the word Brood itself means children, yeah. like your offspring, uh, which you know has a little bit of a relevancy, arguably a little later on when you find out the origins of the race. Yeah, I guess it's probably different context in American cultures compared to Japanese. That cultures. could be. I don't know if the word Brood was used in Japan. Like like as is, or if it's like the Japanese word for what brood means. Right, right. I'm not entirely sure on that. I, I you know, for the any translation of, always kind of ruins certain things. It can, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, I as a Japanese role playing game, Breath of Fire Three has has a lot of interesting mechanics. I mean, it has the basics, of course. You you know, wander around, you get into fights on the world map wherever you're at on the, the well, not the world map, but in the 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 map of wherever you're at, I yeah, should the, say. Yeah, like your region maps. Yeah, you know, so like if you're like in a forest and you're walking around, wherever you're at in that forest when you get into a battle, much uh, like Chrono Trigger, that's where the battle appears. Yep. You know, it's not like a separate battle screen, which is kind of neat. Uh, otherwise, uh, the the game has a lot of different interesting mechanics where like you can turn into a dragon, you can uh, tutor or uh, be tutored by different masters. You would also uh, have the ability to watch enemies and gain magic spells and stuff. Yeah, that's so. Honestly, I don't see why any game doesn't just do that in general. It's like, that a should lot be of fun. A default ability, because if you think about like a person mm-hmm. watching someone do something, sure, sure enough, you could probably do it if it's capable. If you're physically, mentally capable of doing that, you could probably do it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and I, it's, and, and like blue mages, was it the blue mages yeah. in Final Fantasy are the ones who learn? monster skills but like honestly that should be defaulted in role playing games it, it is a really cool feature that and you can't learn every ability of course no. but uh, but you know you, you have a, a, a lot of variety because like there's certain things you can do like uh, uh, early in the game uh, Ryu and by extension uh, his friends uh, who will get, we'll get into the plot of course in a little bit but uh, you, you have the ability to to uh, fight mage slimes or mage goos, which yeah. are these little like like little slimy monsters, uh, very reminiscent of like Dragon Quest, you know. Yeah, the slimes. only a little uglier and creepier looking. Yeah, they have like, two eyes. That, <laughs> yeah, like, they kind of bounce and head. float. Yeah, it's real creepy. And uh, but the thing is, is they can cast a spell called Burn on you. If you don't learn that spell, well, that's okay. It's not like the game's broken or anything later on. But, like, you eventually start fighting enemies that, like, will, like, dodge your physical hits, and they are weak to fire damage. So if you learn that early on, you set for the next, like, area he goes to. So there's a lot of different things like that where if you're you're very thorough in Breath of Fire 3, you get rewarded and, you know, and, and I think that's kind of the name of the game of Breath of Fire 3, which is maybe what turns some people off because it is. It's, it's a very, you know, you sort of have to, like, it, 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 you have to devote some time to the game, I feel like. Um, and it's so it's it's a published and developed by Capcom, and I don't yeah. know if we mentioned that. And I think that's also why it's so in depth. So like, Mega Man X was a really, I guess, in depth look at, at Mega Man games. Like you have like armor you can get. There's like mm-hmm. secret areas, sure. And any other Capcom games like Street Fighter and, and and whatnot. Like there's there's a lot of depth to certain elements of it, and I think that they really did that for this RPG. They added their Capcom flair to it, like. There's like wood logs that you can fight, 
that when you use burn, don't they get set on fire? Like the the wood, uh, uh, like it's like a hollow tree trunk. Uh, it, or is that it, in the fourth one? Am I, I think that of? might be the fourth game. Uh, I know that there are like a like you fight like tar monsters, and if you uh, uh, hit them with an ice ability, yeah, they, they freeze up. up. Yeah, yeah, so there are a lot of like interesting things like that. I don't know if the tree monsters are in this game. At least I've not played them through my current playthrough right, that I'm I, doing right now. Because I just recently played four, so like that's what's forefront in my mind. Oh, gotcha. But. Yeah, I think that might have been four. Uh, but yeah, no, there there are a lot of really cool things like that. Like uh, there's a. Uh, uh, an enemy in the game uh, that are called like volts. They're like little yep. electric monsters. If you volts or jolts, jolts are the ability. Uh, well, there's a oh, volt and thunder. I think. Yeah, thunder like and volt. Uh, if the uh, if you encounter a thunder with some volt, it casts a, an electric ability called jolt. This is like a kind of street song going it on. Basically, here. is. Uh, it, but it uh, it boosts those its allies and, and makes them stronger, yep. and it gives you more experience. And it heals them. And it heals them. Yeah. So, uh, but the cool thing is, is because it gives the gives you more experience when you fight them like that, you can feasibly trick the system by like being like, oh, well, I'm just going to cast an electric ability on them do so and then you get bonus experience yep. when you fight them you know even if they don't have that thunder guy with them to cast that spell so uh so yeah there's a ton of uh depth to the the combat system and like on the map too your characters have unique things that they do when you're controlling them so like ryu can cut down trees small trees and bushes uh-huh. uh there's another character that can run into things and knock stuff out of them um uh, or throw uh, daggers or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, so you have, uh, uh, and we can go through the characters right now. So you have Ryu, uh, who's the, the, the young dragon boy. The silent protagonist, mm-hmm. basically. Your silent protagonist. He he can uh, chop down trees, and he has the ability to turn into dragons mm-hmm. uh, as the game progresses. Early on, you don't have that uh, ability until you know a little bit later. Uh, At well, least control it. Yeah, you can't control it for Ryu. So uh, Ryu's friends that he starts with, uh, that he eventually becomes separated from and has to track down, are Tipo. Uh, who's this uh, uh, one of his little like uh, hoodlum friends yep. uh, because he was uh, he was found in the woods like naked and alone by Tipo and Ray. Man, how many times have you been found in the woods naked and alone? More times than I care to recount, chaps. <laughs> uh, but uh, you have Tipo who uh, has a little bit of magic. Uh, he's like kind of like a warrior mage type character and he, yeah, he can kick things like kick trees and it knocks things out of him and stuff. Ray is uh, a little bit older, a little stronger. He's a thief type character. Uh, so he's real fast, and he has the ability to steal from enemies. Uh, you also find out like early in the game that like he has the ability to fight really, really well, but only on his own, yeah. which is a little mystical, which you find out more about later. Uh, and then otherwise, uh, uh, in, in Ryu's quest to find Tipo and Rei when he becomes separated from them, uh, he meets Nina, a princess who can uh, shoot like magic across the screen. Yep. Uh, you have Momo, who is a uh, like a scientist, and she can fire her cannon. Uh, you have Pico, who can also knock himself into like things to like you know like uh, basically like Tipo's kick, uh, and then you eventually find Gar, who's this like giant like like reptilian dude, yeah. who is awesome. He's sweet, and uh, he can push things really well. Yeah. So yeah, you have a, a pretty uh, eclectic cast, and uh, they're a lot of fun to play around with. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I I just love the game so well, so dang much. And they're so unique of their abilities and things that they can learn. But the fact that like you again back to the learning the the enemies attacks, mm-hmm. like it it allows for a nice like 
same level playing ground when you can learn enemy attacks because then you can guarantee like okay I know at least one person is always going to have this ability yeah. or this person is always going to have this ability mm-hmm. that can help out in those situations when you're like uh, I can't really do much with what they have right now I'm just going to do a double blow cost me nothing and do two attacks well, like, it costs you two AP well okay two AP <laughs> but like it's nothing yeah, that's, it's it, barely yeah. anything compared to what you're going to be spending later on to do true. stuff which gets real costly yeah, very but true. It, it's it, but that's what's cool is that while they're super unique the game allows you to make them all feel like they're connected by learning those abilities and through the storyline but that's what I think is a huge piece of it is is the learning of the abilities and and I mean that that's a pretty bi- uh, good chunk but honestly the bigger part is is the fact that you can customize every character through the different masters. Exactly, too, yeah. Yeah, you know, so you have the ability to, to like, train under different masters. So, like, uh, early in the game, uh, Ryu has access to uh, one of the characters that he's been interacting with named Bunyan, this, like, old woodcutter. I love that name. Bunyan? Oh, Bunyan. it's a great name. Uh, so he's this real strong older guy who lives on his own in the woods, and he's, like, a woodcutter or whatever, and, uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's real, real powerful. And so if you tutor under him, you're going to lose ability points and intelligence but you're going to get a lot of strength and defense and uh, uh, HP. However, uh, if you go to Migus, the old wizard who's broke and needs your money, which the the fun trick that I do to that is you spend all your money on things yeah, you want. When I saw that, I was like, man, <laughs> then you go to I'm Migus. pretty sure I didn't do that. And then you're like, here's five zenny. And he's like, oh, thank you. And so if you go to Migus, though, you get a boost to your AP, your ability points and intelligence. And the cool thing, too, is after a certain amount of levels, because, you know, each level up is when you get these stat bonuses. Right. You also uh, will learn the abilities that they know. So, like, uh, Bunyan has abilities like disembowel and, like, you know, like uh, 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 a few other, like, attacks like that, which are just, like, super over-the-top physical moves. But Micus has things like Frost and Magic Ball and, like, Meditate, you know, and yep. abilities like that. So, like, it's this really interesting way to go about the game because you can kind of customize your characters the way you want. Like, if you want guard starts off real slow and strong and defensive but if you want him to be real quick on his feet and get a lot of agility all right you just give him a master that has a lot of agility and he'll be going first in combat before long and it kind of helps you yeah because in your in role-playing games they Mm -hmm. usually have like a template you know for the characters that you run into so you generally you know your bigger characters aren't going to be as fast Mm -hmm. and they're kind of just going to be your tanks or your damage dealers it's nice to be able to alter that at least a little bit oh yeah you know because because then it makes them because i feel like too many times in role-playing games i have my set of characters that i like because they work well Uh and then i just have these other characters that sit here and i never use yeah but like i know that they would be a lot of fun to use Uh uh-huh so having those masters really helps you level that playing field again like there's just these weird weird features that I, i don't know of any other game really doing in a good way right yeah it, it's there, there certainly are other you know rpgs out there that do similar things but i feel like breath of fire 3 did it uh, did a really good job of making this kind of stuff easy to use because it's yeah. simple you just go to one master and you're like hey delonzo i want speed I want Ryu to go super fast in combat, or I want Nina to be super defensive and tanky and bulky, Mm -hmm. and you can make that kind of stuff happen, and honestly, you know, with enough practice and time, maybe not practice isn't the word, but like leveling up, grinding, you know, uh, with enough time, you can make that kind of stuff happen. Uh, There's a a pretty early in the game, well, maybe not that early, maybe almost to the halfway point, uh, uh, 
mark where you're in a volcano and there are enemies that will uh, give you a ton of experience if you play your cards right. Yep. Uh, you like what I usually do is at that stage of the game. That's when I start deciding like, OK, I want Ryu to be able to do this stuff. And so I like start putting him down that path and like grinding out the levels because you're going to get so much experience there more than like anywhere else up until like late in the game. So it's like, well, all right, time to to flesh out these characters. You know, do I want Gar to be a magic user? I, he doesn't have the stat build for it, but I can make it happen with yeah. these masters. You know, so what it's are, pretty cool. Do you remember the other masters? Let's see. You have I uh, I uh, one of them is a spoiler at least. So you have uh, Bunyan and Mikus. Mm-hmm. You then go on and you can get uh, Yggdrasil, the Tree of Life. Yep. Uh, who, who, which is kind of a funny uh, uh, thing to note. He, one of his stats that he gives you is a weakness to fire. Yeah, because he's a tree. I thought that was kind of funny. Delonzo, who's like a uh, like a warrior thief. Uh, you have, let's see. Uh, there's Giotto the fish man, mm-hmm. uh, who gives you like a big boost to HP and AP, but kind of lowers everything else a bit. Uh, there's Mer uh, Mer I think her name is. She's like a fairy queen. Yep. Uh, you have, let's see, who am I missing? Uh, there's uh, the spoiler, which is Deus, uh, uh, who's also known as she has another name and like because she's also in Breath of Fire two. Mm-hmm. Uh, because technically, uh, uh, Breath of Fire three is a Technically, like a sequel in the sense that, like, it does happen after the previous games, right. uh, which you don't need to have played the earlier ones, of course. But uh, so you have uh, Deus, who uh, 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 is also one of your masters. There's uh, uh, Durand, uh, Durandal, your your favorite NPC. Oh, your voice. Oh, it's Hello. so boring. <laughs> I'm Durandal. Yeah. So in in because I I'm. For anyone who's listened to this show previously, I do long plays on YouTube, and I'm currently doing Breath of Fire 3, which is one of the reasons me and Chops really wanted to do this episode. And Durandal is, he gives you no stat bonuses, and the three moves he gives you do basically nothing. And it's all because of the other master. Yeah, so his name I don't remember. He's a priest it's in a, Angel, uh, uh, not Angel Tower, but uh, uh, Hondara. Hondara, that's right. Yeah, he. Uh, if you uh, if you have, I think it's backhand unlocked. He he considers you a pacifist and he's willing to teach you. And he, he gives you some cool abilities. He gives yeah, you like he, he holy despises violence. Yeah, yeah. Uh and then there is also uh Landon, uh who's the the master uh late in the game. I think that's his name, Landon or La- uh, Ladin. Well, I have like uh Fall is one of them. Fall. Oh yeah, the the drunken uh 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 guy at the uh Genmel bar. Yep. He eventually is a master for you. Uh Fall and uh uh, oh yeah, Laden. Laden. L-A-D-O-N. Yeah, Laden. Spirit. Yeah, he's the he's way late in the game. I uh, but uh, aside from that, is that everyone? I think so. I yeah, don't, yeah. I, don't, I think I we covered think just about there's everyone. Just, there's a lot, but oh, uh, uh, the the guy that you beat in the tournament, who's the magic user. Uh, uh, what is his name? He's the guy who's a big liar. Uh, eventually, he charges you 10k to to learn under him. I don't know. Oh, what is the dude's name? I don't remember. Oh, he's a weenie, and I kind of hate him. But he gives you some pretty good magic abilities. He's a weenie, and I kind of hate him. How about this? I'll look it up for you. Uh, I actually, you uh, uh, I think I do. Uh, so let's see. Who have we missed? Emetai. Emetai is his uh, name. And that's, I think, the only one that we uh, missed otherwise. 
Oh, and then technically the four kids that you played uh, hide-and-seek with eventually become masters as well. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. They uh, Aside from a, a tiny stat boost they give you, it's like plus one to attack, yeah. and that's it. They also, after a certain amount of levels you train under them, will teach you combat, like us, uh, 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 like tac- like the tactics thing, because you know how there's uh, like the regular. Oh, they setup. teach you more like forward formations. Formations. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, uh, in the game, you start with like regular and attack mode, where your primary point member gets a boost to attack, and then everyone gets defense. Right. They have four additional formations. Oh wow. Yeah. So uh, which is another really cool thing That's that Breath of Fire Three does. It's very tactical. Yeah. It gives you those uh, uh, that because like I always go at like attack mode oh, and yeah. reuse Why just not? a monster. Oh yeah. But technically, like are you could just go defense mode and take less damage. Like, why wouldn't you, right? I mean, it just things would take longer, but that's about it. Because well, you're, you're not doing as much damage. Well, it, the, compared to the attack mode, but like, yeah. I mean, compared to like the regular formation. Oh like, yeah. Why would you yeah, not right. go with one of You'd the? You'd really go with one or the other for either of those. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to go normal. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I almost think, and I could be wrong. One of our fans might be able to correct me later, but I feel like if you go attack mode, the point member. Uh, has lower defense, mm-hmm. and I think if you go defense mode for everybody, everyone's attack is a little lowered. If I'm not mistaken, it's something like that. Okay, it kind of balances it a bit, so it's not just like, yeah, why would you ever go regular mode? Like, why not go attack or defense? Uh, but uh, yeah, you learn eventually uh, different formations, which is fun. Uh, and then uh, can we talk about the dragons? I mean, I guess. <laughs> I think we have to talk about the dragons. Ryu can transform into a multitude of different dragons. He can do a couple things as a dragon. <laughs> just, just a couple. <laughs> so Ryu has... My favorite part about this game. Oh, it's so fun. It's so satisfying. It so is. Turning into a dragon to destroy your enemies, There's. is there anything more satisfying than that? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I can't imagine. So, uh... Ryu can find different genes, is what they're called, and these genes are like the uh, the crystallized power of dragons in this chrism, this like magical yeah, crystal. Yeah, y- you see that in the beginning of the opening of the, of the game. Yeah, so like chrism is basically fossilized dragon. Yeah, which basically, is basically uh, uh, what am I thinking of? Carbon. It's basically yeah, like coal. Much. Like it's uh, it's oil. Yeah. It's uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's real, an energy source, basically. It, it's really weird. And so uh, uh, these dragons have died. They turned into chrism. And so uh, some of the pieces you can find, though, have, like, he, uh, Ryu can hear the spirit of the brood within them, I think it's sad. Uh, spirit of the brood. It just sounds it weird. Like, it sounds like the name of a band. <laughs> it does sound like the name of a band. If I had a band, I would name it the spirit of the brood. But anyway, uh, I... So you you can uh, find these different pieces. So like some of them are things like uh, uh, you know the the gene of fire and the gene of frost and your, your, your typical elemental yeah, sure. dragons. But, but then there's, there's also like eldritch and yes. there's uh, which gives you some magic abilities. And it sounds weird because it's like, well, why would you take like a few magic abilities over fire? But here's the thing: <laughs> you can combine up to three of them, and yeah. you make all these ridiculous combos. That was my favorite thing to do because there's also a poison one, isn't there? Uh, or is that, am I thinking there's the a shadow magic shadow one. one? That's it. Yeah, and yeah, you combine these three mm-hmm. massive, and it's like honestly, the best part was figuring out the best combos. Oh like, yeah, what, so fun! What destruction can I create by combining these three together? Yeah, you can do crazy oh, stuff man. like uh, uh, if you want, you can combine like flame, frost, and thunder and you get like uh, like 
Tritoch or whatever yeah, it is, like, like you know, something ridiculous, some, some weird name. Yeah, and uh, you can make behemoths where like you have tons oh of defense God. and stuff and health. You can combine. There's a fusion gene yep. where you can go ahead and combine with your friends yep. and make special dragons with them. It's ridiculous. Like and, the programming behind all the combinations you yeah. had to do for this is nuts. It's crazy. I love it. And uh, my favorite though was the force gene because okay. it uh, it makes Ryu like a humanoid form. And but he's like oh, super yeah, powerful. Yeah, yeah. It basically turns him into a super saiyan. Yes. His hair turns gold. I remember that. And now. it's awesome. Oh, so wanna, great. I just want to go home and play it now. Right? I've been thinking it the whole time since you've been doing your long plays. Like maybe I should just you know pull out my PlayStation and it's so it back up fun. again. So you said that you had some hardware troubles though, Chops. Yeah. What kind of hardware troubles did you have? So I got to a point where you're crossing a desert. Oh, the desert. This is the gauntlet because I know of other people who never made it past the desert point in the game. And honestly, it's been a while since I've played the desert part. I'm very nervous to see yeah, you play Yeah, we'll it. see. We'll see how it works. And I, I couldn't get past it. Uh, I had my friend play it for play just that part for uh-huh. me because he had done it. And it was his game that I was borrowing at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank you for getting me past this. Now yeah. I can continue the game. And I go to continue the game, and my file's gone. Oh, no. My stupid multi-memory card, oh. off-brand PlayStation memory card, deleted itself. This is not the first time we've had issues on the show with the yeah. multi-memory card. The glitch had issues with Dragon Quest 7. I had issues, and I don't remember if it came up in the episode, but I had issues with Final Fantasy 7 oh. and that memory card. And you've had it with Breath of Fire 3. Like the biggest role-playing games, I think, that we could talk about almost. Yeah, pretty much. For and, the PlayStation, certainly. And it killed it for me. <sighs> I, I couldn't go back and play it, because I was like, it took me so long to get to this spot that I couldn't beat, that I had to have my friend get me through oh. so I could finish the game. It's not going to happen. And it, and it hasn't happened since. And I, I, it's like one of those regrets that I have. Mm-hmm. Until until it's done, I'll probably go to the grave feeling regrets for not beating this game. I, you know, I, I, a part of me just thinks, you know what, live vicariously through my playthrough right. because, you know, it, it is. It's a, it's a pretty big time commitment, but like, Breath of Fire 3 is worth it, man. I was man. close. Like, that's, not a, that's more than halfway through the game. Oh, it absolutely is. You were right near the end. Yeah. You get through that desert, there's another couple of areas, and you're at the end of the game. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, I have to I have to do it. So I think the only way that I would attempt it would be either an emulator where I could have save states mm-hmm. to where, like, if some stupid reason my computer freaks out while I'm playing the game at that spot, I could just reload a save state and be okay. Yeah. But, but I'm, I don't think I'd ever attempt to play it on my PlayStation again. Well, uh, I, I mean, I don't blame you unless you got, like, an official memory card right. and you were real, real careful. Uh, but uh, I, I will say that uh, uh, I've been playing it uh, through the PlayStation TV, mm-hmm. which is basically that weird... Oh, yeah, I got the PlayStation 4. I got the Breath of Fire 4 for my Vita, so I could do it through that, You too. could do yeah. it through the Vita, yeah. You can download it on the Vita, the PlayStation 3, or the PS TV, which yeah. is a Vita emulator, basically. Right. for the television. Uh, yeah, it just it hooks up to the TV that's so you can I play got. it on TV. Yeah. Oh, do you have the PlayStation yeah. TV? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, download yeah. Breath of Fire 3, I'll man. I'll probably do it that way then. Absolutely. I mean, even if it's your your sort of your next project after the current games you're playing, it's it's absolutely worth going through. The ending is is solid enough that it's worth the the, mm. the trip, you know. I uh uh, this is absolutely one of you know my favorite games of all time. I love the characters. I, I just like as I play through it, I I just like remember more and more about what I loved. But you know what? One of the things is that I almost forgot 
that I loved so much. In this episode, do you almost forgot you loved so much? I will say that I almost forgot until I brought back my oh, notes. I, I would not let you forget this. Fishing? Fishing. Yeah. It is so satisfying. It is so good. I think this is the only... So at the time, like, I played actual other fishing games because of this game. That's like, awesome. I attempted to play other like big bass fishing games because they were they were actually kind of fun, but it was because of Breath of Fire Three. Breath of Fire Three and 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 I, I guess arguably even like Breath of Fire Four. Yeah, uh, has like probably the best fishing mini game I think of any game I've ever played. And maybe not that compared to like a, an actual fishing video game. I'm not I've not played right, enough to right. know, but I mean it's better than all the other fishing mini games I've ever encountered. But it's not a mini game though. It, it honestly it's like a mega game. It could game. be its own game. For the Vita version, yeah. uh, which is what I what I'm playing on the uh, PSTV, which is what you'd be playing. It there is a fishing mode. Yeah. That they added knowing that players Love just really the love the fishing. It's, it's so fun. There's so many different fish. It's not it's not complicated enough to the point where it's like, you know, like just kind of a headache, but it's and it's and it's not so simple that it's just like you're throwing the line out like well, Animal Crossing where you throw out the line and as soon as the fish is there it. you time right. it. It's it's got comp- it's got complexity to it if you want. Sure, sure. The thing with the text, like there's different ways that you pull the the, uh-huh. the the lure in and it's like with real fishing, like there's certain certain types of lures that you have Mm-hmm. Will do different things depending on how you bring them in, like spinner baits. If you just continuously bring it in, it emulates the motion of a fish in the water for them. Mm-hmm. If you have a, a frog style bait, it's something that you do jerks with because then it looks like a frog oh, moving. Oh, right, you right. Know? So like it actually emulates real fishing. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, but it's fun and it's not gross because you're not touching the fish, <laughs> which I hate the, that part. I will say I do really like fishing in real life. Uh, but uh, I mean, it's just it's so much fun in Breath of Fire Three. And the other thing too is that there, are, like every so often, you find uh, those Manilo, those fishmen. Yeah, you throw the coin out yeah. to catch them. Those money hungry fish. <laughs> yeah, those weird merchant fishmen, uh. and they barter with you and trade with fish. Yeah, which sounds kind of dumb. It's like, oh, why would I really want that? Until you realize that oh your best items are from these guys. Some of the some of the some really great items like uh, early in the game, uh, you're about to go into a haunted house. Huh. Interesting. And there's a silver knife that right. has holy element damage. So you slap the silver knife on Ryu and you send him into the haunted mansion and nothing gets in your way. How messed up is it that you're bartering with a fish man with fish? It's a little weird. Own people. It's a little weird, but he is an anthropomorphic fish, not just like a fish that you pulled out of the water who's like, give me some of my friends. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not on the quest to regain the, the family you stole from you the water. You stole my bass family. <laughs> I need them back. I'll, seven I'll, of them. Uh, like at least seven of them. And, and one I'll give rainbow you this trout. <laughs> And one <laughs> rainbow trout. Uh, yeah, so like like the there's just so many neat features to this game. It's so fleshed out. We didn't even really talk about all the other weird mini games out there, like no. chopping logs right. and like like putting like a uh, uh, fire element elemental stones into a furnace. Yeah, there's a uh, uh, there's the fairy village. Oh god, that's a whole other thing. You're building houses. That like deserves its own its own, like, its own like ecosystem. It's, it's crazy. financial like institution. Like it's, it's it's nuts. There's depth to this game in ways you're just like, why? 
but yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? I think the uh, one of the things that I I feel like is is and this is in other uh, like Breath of Fire Four and and it is in some other video games as well. But there's something so rewarding about the camping mechanic. Yeah, like you're it's like a debrief with your party yeah. at the end of what you just gone through. Like, oh man, I just went through this dungeon. I need to save. I'm going to camp and talk to my party and see how they feel about it. Aside from the fact that you don't need to spend money on tents like in Final Fantasy, which let's right. face it, who buys... You have to use one, yeah, a disposable yeah, tent. Yeah, disposable tents. That's the dumbest idea ever. But you know what? Whatever genius merchant in that Final Fantasy world oh, marketed that. Bank. Totally making... He's making Oprah they scratch. Must, they must be made of like phyllo dough and just melt in the middle of the night. Oh, so, God. So in Breath of Fire 3, though, uh, for for those who are as you know a little unfamiliar, you on the world map just you hit start and you go into a camp and it's nighttime and you're there's a campfire and all your friends are either crowded around the campfire or they're in the tent on their own and you can talk to each of them and they each give you some insight into what's going on even if it's just like you know something vague like oh we're going into this haunted mansion it's like oh yeah I remember now we have to go to the haunted mansion yeah other times you'll talk to like you know like Nina and she'll be like oh, I don't understand what's going on with like this dragon stuff but I know that Ryu is 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 gonna protect me you know so you get like all these like you know like great moments moments and you can avoid them like you don't need to go into in, into the like your your camping you know uh, stuff but like you know you get to rest you get to check out what abilities you have you can change out your team yeah. and it just it lets you you know take a break a breather you it's know it's kind of like D&D it reminds me of like yeah. when you camp in D&D you're kind of just both your, your group is debriefing of what happened just mm-hmm. before you go to bed and yep. get ready for the next day so like it's this whole game is like D&D to me. This, it you, does. Hey, it, I, I want to go fishing. Okay, you go fishing and you do this. Or, I want to build a fairy I'm village. I'm going to go build a fairy village. I'm going to go check on my village and see how it's doing. Uh, you know, oh, this guy makes you chop logs, roll dice to see how well. <laughs> you know, like it's very D&D. It, it is. And maybe that's why I love it so much. Yeah. It, it has a very like like kind of free feeling yes. that you like yeah it's a fairly linear story where it's like okay you go here all right you did this haunted mansion all right now you need to go here you know okay uh you need to go here next you know it's it's very uh, uh not very linear in that sense but it's linear in the fact that like once you have control of your character you can go do what you want you yeah. can go fight battles and get some experience you can go fishing you can get the dragon part like uh, yeah. di- di- different dragon pieces oh yeah because uh, the those genes typically are not in easy to find locations. No. They're way out of the way. They're in weird places. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you can even miss them. Yes, you know, uh, depending on how you go about the game. And so, like you know, if you want to complete everything, get everything. You know, it's you know, there's a lot to it. Uh, enemies, you know, each have a uh, an item that you can steal from. You know, and the interesting thing is that every boss. Has, has an item. item that, items that you can steal, which is weird because so many times in video games, the bosses don't have anything because it's like, well, if you miss it, you'll feel bad. Yeah. Breath of Fire 3 does not care. If you miss something on a boss that you would have really liked to have. That sucks. Darn crying shame. Darn crying shame. Get the steal ability. Yeah. Play through the game better. Heck, even in my long play, I messed something up. I could have had the steal ability a lot faster. Oh, really? Yeah. So in my long play, uh, uh, the... Delonzo, the master who gives you the ability to steal, uh, you only need to be with her for four levels, but uh, uh, you need 15 different weapons 
to be have her decide to be uh-huh. your master. I went there and oh. only had 13 or 14 because I forgot to buy a few extras throughout the earlier parts uh-huh. of the game because I was just like, ah, whatever, I, you know, I, I can do without this. And in hindsight, it's like, oh, crap, I could have totally had that a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. So Ryu could have been stealing from boss enemies and stuff a little sooner, you know, at this stage of the, the long play because uh, in, in the game I'm heading to uh, – uh, I've just I'm going to the lighthouse yes. in Rapala. Uh, that's where I'm about to head to next, uh, which is uh, kind of a fun dungeon. It's kind of a kind of an obnoxious uh, mini mini game that uh, Furnace One is a little annoying, and I'm pretty sure that's the one I need to go to next. But uh, but yeah, the Breath of Fire Three is is phenomenal. But before we get into the music, is there any other questions that you, or anything else that you wanted to touch base on, uh, uh, Chops? No, I think we're just gonna take a break here from here from uh, a friend of the show and get into it. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom all right, so we're going to go ahead and talk about the music. And Breath of Fire 3 has probably, I, I would say it's probably one of my favorite video game soundtracks of all time. Yeah, it's up there. I would say it's maybe, even if the game is in my top 10 but not top 5, I think the soundtrack might be in my top 5. It is, I love it so much. The music was composed by Akari Kaida and Yoshino Aoki. Aoki worked on most of the Mega Man Battle Network and Star Force games. Because uh, they're Capcom's composers, Kaido worked on uh, Mega Man and Base. Uh, oh, okay. For uh, uh, the Super Nintendo, uh, the soundtrack has kind of a jazzy feel to it. I feel like it's kind of got that like kind of uh, upbeat, jazzy rock to it. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, absolutely. Now, I uh, let's uh, listen to your. Which one do you? you we can do whatever you want. Really. Yeah, let's listen to the the world map music that okay. you chose, uh, which is uh, it's sometimes known as casually, and it's also known as without a care. Without a care. This is the the world map music, and it's probably one of the best world map musics you'll ever hear in a video game. great it's so good i love that so much the marimba bell sets like the the just the straight drum set beat consistent throughout the whole thing uh, i just really like it yeah I, I really enjoy that song now before we uh uh, uh 
jump to that or uh, j- jump to the next world map music because there's two world map themes here and the la- the 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 final world map theme music we'll listen to that at the end because it's my favorite song maybe of all time i just love oh, it so oh, much wow. it is that, i love a it a big lot boast there, it is it is I, I i it honestly might be one of my favorite songs ever i love it so much but i uh, uh we both chose one of the boss themes yes now i uh, i believe this actually was played previously on uh, uh one of the rhythm of retros we did where xander and i talked about uh battle music i uh, and, and yeah, I think you were on that one too. Uh, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I don't remember now. I don't remember things. Uh, that's true. Fair enough. It falls on me, and I've forgotten. But uh, I'm pretty sure Don Den from Breath of Fire Three was was played then. But you know what? We both wanted to listen to it, so we're gonna listen. know many video game songs that have sweet flute riffs in them. <laughs> right? Uh, but it fits so well. It does fit perfectly for it. That boss theme isn't used that much in the game. It's, it's not. It's so it's so unfortunate. It really is because I really love it. It's usually only used for very like dramatic moments in the game. In fact, the first moment it's used is in the volcano. Uh, there's an old man and he summons forth these like creepy like wor- like lava worm monsters. But what's weird is like he makes a few like uh, like remarks and he doesn't really ever nothing he says comes into play later really. And I later found out that apparently they planned for a lot more for that like old man in the volcano. Oh really? He was supposed to have a larger role. He was supposed to like not maybe not in that moment, but like his like what he was was talking about was supposed to come up more and stuff and he's supposed to be referenced and they never got around to it and they, you know, and it just sort of became this weird like random boss in this volcano. Yeah, I thought that was interesting and I uh, so uh, before we get to the uh, uh, the final world map music, is there uh, was there because we had four songs we wanted yes, to play, right? I wanted to play. Ah, you yes. remember now? Your, yes. Your eyes lit up with happiness. I don't know. A little, yeah. I really enjoy this song. This song is really bizarre because in the uh, in in the game, Ray, uh, Tipo, and Ryu uh, are like sneaking into this mansion. And uh, the 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 like the the mechanics of having to sneak into the mansion and figuring out what to do in order to like get the guards away from the doors and stuff is great. And at one point, you go into a chicken coop, and you fight this big chicken, <laughs> giant chicken, this big chicken, a rooster, I guess, arguably I mean, named Rocky. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, it's you know what? This is the music when they play when the chickens escape from the the chicken coop. So just go ahead and I think it's pretty fitting.
game it's so wacky it i is, love it, it the, the game is like interspersed <laughs> with these weird like the, like some like really somber depressing stuff yes. and then i uh, i uh, you know some like really wacky moments because you go from moments where like 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 uh criminals balio and sunder who for the record i hate maybe more than any other video game characters these weird like anthropomorphic horse guys who work for these mob like the mob uh like hurt your friends and they they're the reason you get separated from ray and tipo and like you so you have these moments which are incredibly dark and twisted and then you have moments where like chickens escape from a chicken coop and it's just wacky and weird it's and chaos yeah it's and you have this weird like folky upbeat rock music going on in the background that has <laughs> yeah, it's it's real so bizarre. So, oh, it's great though. So let's go ahead and listen to the our our final selection from this game, and it's another world map song, and it's called "To a Distant Land." This is later in the game, uh, which you know, I'll, I'll try not to avoid spoilers, I guess, so I won't really say exactly you know uh, uh, what brings about this uh, change in the world map music, but uh, it's uh, I I I can't recommend it enough. I just love it. Go ahead, let's go and listen. Fire 3 came out the critics you know were like oh it's okay yeah it's all right eh, the music's just eh and they're idiots it is proof that they did not listen to the music long enough in the game or get far enough to hear this theme because I love that theme so much and I'll say this if we ever do a music bracket which is based on world map music I'm totally calling that song Ooh, that'll be a tough one that would be Man, you call that song though, and I and I in the chats uh, get that before you vote for it. Pick it. I will murder you. Okay. I will murder oh, you. Oh, all right. I will murder you. Let's I not love do that. that so much. The murder and the song. I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the it's it's interesting because the uh, the Breath of Fire three was it was just hailed as an, a very average RPG. It didn't break boundaries. I don't understand why. And I think it's that people didn't give it enough time. And I think the other part of it is, is that at the time, 
Sony PlayStation had like, you they know, had the market. you know, well, I mean, this was PlayStation as well. I think it's just the fact that it's like, oh, well, you have Final Fantasy pushing the boundaries of graphics and, you know, but nowadays when you look back at a lot of these like polygon based games, it's just like, oh, wow, some of these do not look good. Yeah, there was oversaturation and there were... I want to say more popular studios or more well-known studios Mm -hmm. coming out with games that were more of what the technology was going towards. And then you have games like this that stuck with the basics, you know, kept, kept the cards close and, yep. and just made a polished product. Yeah. And I mean, and I guess it just didn't stand out as much, I guess. I guess so. But nowadays it really does because it's like, you know, the sprite based art with the 3D world. Yeah. It looks good, you it know, because let's face it, you know, well, and there's a lot of new games that are like this. Sure. Absolutely. Nowadays, you you see stuff like this more often, where it's like, okay, it's a three D world, but you know, it's all like cel shaded or sprite yeah. work or whatever, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. And I feel like that means that it held up really well because you know, yeah, okay, some of the three D modeling is pretty bland, but like, you know, when your characters look good and the monster sprites look awesome, then what's it matter? Right. There's no there's no uh, polygonal games being made like Final Fantasy VII out there right yeah, now. Yeah, not really. Those didn't age well. So yeah. They didn't really. You know, age th- that I great. think this game would definitely. It probably ranks higher now. I think among our role-playing games of that of that era. I, I'd say so. I, I and once again, I cannot recommend this game enough. It is one of my favorite. RPGs of all time. One of my favorite video games of all time. If you are a fan of RPGs and you have a PS Vita or a PS TV or even a, arguably a PlayStation 3, right. uh, absolutely download it. It is, it is totally worth it. But I think it's about time that we chat about our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. So, Chops, this was a... We talk about Breath of Fire 3. It's a great, amazing uh-huh. game. It was phenomenal. And then we transition into this this week's retro relapse. An and, abomination uh, under the Lord. Oh, God. Uh, what is this called again? Power Hitter? Yeah. For the Philips CDI. You know that great system that made it so far? Oh, it did so well. It, um... Um, it came mm. out in uh, 92 <sighs> by Fathom Pictures the, in conjunction with ABC uh, Sports. ABC Sports. It's it's awful. It was real bad. It is awful. So you like, I, I almost want to just say watch our Retro Relapse YouTube uh, episode on it because it's it, hard to put words <laughs> into really menu selecting. It, that's all it is. It's it's just like, do you want a bat or do you want to bunt? I want a bat. Or hit, okay, hit away. Or you hit away or ha. <laughs> you want a ha? You don't want a b. Yeah. You don't want a b. You want a ha. <laughs> and so you hit away, and then you have to choose. Like, are they going to throw a fastball, a a a curveball, curveball, or forkball? Don't know what a forkball is, but I, okay. I like baseball well enough, but I don't know I've what never a heard fork of a forkball is. And then you pick the pitch that you think the, they're going to throw, and you have to time your hit. And the controls On this are controller awful. That is like a TV remote. <laughs> it is. It's with real far bad. less buttons. It's real bad. That you still have to use two hands to to play. The Philips CDI, I think we can all agree, uh, was created by the devil, and it was to uh, test our faith. I guess so. 
<laughs> There's no other explanation. It is just so it, bad. It's awful. It was so horrible. And like the narrator is just like, Annie, uh, uh, couldn't hit that one. There's no music. Mm-hmm. There's just random sound bites put in. There's weird like applauses like peanuts like you hear like uh concession guys shouting at, at random points look at the knees on that player yeah it was, what <laughs> yeah and it, it was uh footage it was f- f- uh photos mm-hmm. and they just moved into the next photo of that progressive shot and it was oh, it was oh, oh. i give it a one like it's not even worth like i wish i could give it a zero out of eight but i'm giving it a one if the scale is one to eight then power hitter for the Philips CDI deserves a zero, but we'll give it a one because that is, that is the rules that we've placed upon right, this. Right, exactly. It is horrible. If if you've played this game and we're doing something that we didn't know or have any form of evidence that would say to the contrary that this game is fun, let us know because I feel like... I feel like this game is torture. Can I say something controversial, Chops? Yes. I mean, I love our fans. Our fans are great. You know, they they've been you know listening to us for a while, and even for our fans who just jump in on random episodes and catch us. You know, I I definitely appreciate that. I'm I'm gonna say something controversial. I don't want to know if you like this oh, game. <laughs> I just don't want to know if you like this game. I don't want to hear it because you're a liar. <laughs> okay. Uh, Filthy liar. Watch our our YouTube. Uh, video yeah yeah Go, jump that. on our uh gamezilla media youtube page and uh um, amongst our breath of fire 3 long plays that are uh, going up there we also uh now with today's episode's release uh we will have power hitter for the cdi yeah. and it was just real bad i i i did the, i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie there was a small part of me chops that thought like oh, it's a baseball game for the cdi i mean yeah they can't really get that wrong right Right? I think they got everything wrong with they that system. Did. Oh, God, yeah, they did. Let's move oh. into something happier. You know what? Yeah, let's let's chat about something that we both enjoy. <laughs> yes. Our music brackets. Yes, yes. Our opening music brackets. So this was a weird one. We went into a, uh, a kind of a bizarre direction. We went with opening themes to video games. Yes, yeah, so we're getting a, a good mix of system, PC games. And, and this week, we have... Monkey, the Secret of Monkey Island up against Maniac Mansion. Both LucasArts games. Both LucasArts games. Uh, so tell us about Maniac Mansion's composers. Well, now I have uh, uh, with a I'm force. sorry. I'm sorry, Secret, yeah. Monk, Secret of Monkey Island. I was about I to say, uh, we have to I go in order. I, I, my my <laughs> OCD, yeah, I don't go crazy. Uh, and I don't have that information brought up. Uh, so uh, the composers for The Secret of Monkey Island are Michael Land and Patrick Mundy. Now, I... Uh, uh, Let's go ahead and uh, give this guy a listen.
Avast there, chops. Listening to this jaunty tune makes me want to do a jig. Arr, ye be right, Craig. I really enjoy that song. It's very tropical. It's so, with the windpipes and the organs and just, oh, it's it puts you right in the middle of the Caribbean. It really does. I, I really enjoy that. I uh, I think that this is a, a pretty strong contender, but uh, Maniac Mansion is a fan oh, favorite. Man. Now, Maniac Mansion, once again, uh, you know, done by our uh, buddies over at uh, LucasArts there. Uh, the NES version was uh, composed by a, a pretty wide uh, or pretty big team. We have uh, David Warhol, uh, George Sanger, uh, David Hayes, and Dave Govett. So... So, as I was saying, Sorry. let's listen to the song. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you playing that, Chops. And uh, it, it's a real wacky song. It is. And it's uses a really unique form of the Nintendo. Like, I don't think I've heard anything quite that similar to that. Like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that uh, uh, <laughs> breakdown that uh, sounds almost like hiccupy at yeah. the end. I like that. I, I, I feel like the... Uh, I, I feel like the uh, both the songs are pretty strong contenders oh, yeah. uh, in the in our series, but uh, and they're real unique. They're really unique, and they both kind of have that like whimsical kind of yeah. thing. Like obviously, the the whimsy is a little bit more fantasy oriented in uh, uh, Secret of Monkey Island, but there's sort of that like like goofy whimsical kind Nerdy, of techno. Yeah, kind of you know, stuff. for the uh, Maniac Mansion there. So uh, I I think this will be uh, kind of interesting. I think this uh, uh you know it'll it'll be uh, interesting to. See see what people's you know preferences uh you know when it comes to you know two of the more famous LucasArts games yeah, out there. I don't know. It's I know where my opinion is and I know where my vote's going, but it's tough to see where where this is gonna end. Like honestly I feel like I say that for every every one of these songs so far more yeah. so than we did before yeah i feel like uh, uh our matchups have been pretty uh, uh pretty solid so far it'll be interesting to see how they all play out mm-hmm. uh there have already been a few things that like kind of caught me off guard and really close matches mm-hmm. you know so uh, it'll it'll be an interesting uh roundup yeah so go to facebook look for the legend of retro podcast mm-hmm. on there go and cast your vote yeah this will be out the same day that we post this episode uh as well as let us know in the discord what you think of the songs the games that we played we want to know all about your experience yeah absolutely and uh you know let us know what you think of like breath of fire 3 uh you know as far as that goes if you're a little unfamiliar with it and you're kind of intrigued you know jump on the uh the long play i'm coincidentally you know just you know uh, started up not too long ago uh it's a pretty long game so it'll be going for a while so you know even if you catch this episode later 
feel free to go ahead and give those right. a uh, watch. And uh, yeah, as uh, as far as that goes, uh, I, I a part of me kind of wanted to start talking about the plot of Breath of Fire Three. That was something that we you you might notice we didn't touch on. Yeah. And I feel like it's it, very spoilery if you do. Yeah, you know, I I, I feel kind of bad even about the few things I did mention so far. So, you know, as far as that goes, it's it's got a really great plot and a really great story. So make sure that if you are interested in it, you know, go ahead and, uh, uh, you know, play through the game or, or follow along with a long play, whatever you, your preference is. Uh, but I. Uh, you know, make sure to uh, uh, give that a, uh, a watch or play the game because it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so much fun. Uh, and the oh, I just can't recommend it enough. Jobs. Yeah, I know. I know you can't. Just can't. Uh, go to GameZillaMedia.com. See all the great podcasts we have on our network that release almost every day during the week. Oh, yeah. We and- got... Oh, I was going to say, uh, I was going to go through the a few of the uh, their choices yeah. there, because we have uh, the GameZilla show, yep. uh, we have which is video game news, we have Noobs and Dragons, which is our Dungeons & Dragons podcast, we have Last Action podcast, which is uh, uh, LPJ and Sphinx doing uh, action movies, we have Movie Blast with Bob and Bax, which is sort of a tongue twister, I have to yep. sort of sound it out a little slower there, uh, where they you know go through uh, uh, break down uh, uh, you know movies, sometimes popular ones, sometimes not so popular yeah. ones, and uh, yeah, just make sure that you're uh, uh, jumping on the gamesillamedia.com to follow along with blogs we post and you know uh, all our podcasts and stuff. And if you want to support the show, go to Patreon.com/slash/GamesillaMedia and become a patron. There's many different ways you can contribute to the show to help us bring you extra content on Patreon exclusively and in general. Yeah, take a peek at our uh, options there because uh, if nothing else, we do release a uh, monthly bonus episode for Legend of Retro that we've dubbed a Game Shark. Yep. Uh, make sure to uh, check out the Game Shark show if you're uh, in, you know, intrigued, if you like our uh, content. And uh, you know, if nothing else, you'll get that f- uh, for uh, the money you spend on top of all the other perks we give. Mm-hmm, that's right. Anything else? Any other parting words for this game? <sighs> I... I, I've I've gushed about this game so much, but it, it's one of those games that I don't need to like. You know, it's not just you know my my thought. Like like a game like EVO, I really enjoy, but it's a little hard to recommend. A game like Breath of Fire Three, I don't need to just gush about it and just hope that like and then it just ends there. Like play it for yourself, experience the game, and you'll know why it's one of my favorite games. I I I, I would be very surprised if we had a lot of people like say like yeah yeah I played it and didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I would be very surprised if anyone who gave this an honest chance didn't enjoy it. Right. It is it is a phenomenal game and Capcom knocked it out of the park with this one and maybe it's for the best we haven't seen another Breath of Fire, you know, game, you know, aside from cell phone games. Uh, you know, in recent years just cuz you know, it's hard to top when you hit perfection. Yeah. Other than that though, I definitely appreciate everyone uh, listening to me babble about how much I love this game and we'll see y'all next time. When the legend continues. <laughs>